you are afraid to really own your corner, own your niche, own your zone of genius because you're worried about what like Ashley from high school will think or like your coworker Monica, she's gonna see your stuff and is she gonna judge you or is she gonna think it's awkward or maybe you're significant other is like not fully on board yet or maybe your parents are going to think that it's a waste of time whatever it might be it's quite frankly none of your business what their opinion is Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. This is Marie and you're listening to Make Bank. And I am so glad that you tuned into this episode because I'm answering so many of the burning questions I've been getting and solving some of the most popular problems you're probably having with social media right now. I know a lot of people are frustrated with the algorithm. I know we're seeing shifts in buyer behavior. And overall, we just need like a refresh. We need to level set. We need to have a chat about what is not working (laughs) and what is working to get clients and grow your business on social media right now. And just by the fact that you tuned into this episode, I know that you are hungry to learn and see results, so you cannot miss my upcoming workshop. It's called Five Secrets to Securing Consistent Clients and Showing Up with Confidence on Social Media. It's a mouthful, and it's going to be packed with actionable takeaways and all the juicy gossip on what exactly you should be doing to secure consistent clients and show up with confidence on social media. And it is happening Wednesday, April 19th. It's going down live. And have I mentioned, it is totally free. So this is your chance to get all of the hidden social media secrets that are helping successful online coaches quickly and sustainably grow and scale their coaching businesses with ease right now. Yes, right now, like in 2023. And if you've never been to one of my workshops... Just know that like I only do five star, no fluff, straight to the nitty gritty details workshops, similar vibe to this podcast, but super action packed. So you'll definitely want to bring a notebook, show up, block off your calendar and make it happen. Yes, there is a limited time replay that's going to be available. So still register even if you already know you can't make it live. But trust me, it's worth making space for. In this training, I'm going to show you exactly how to go all in on the best platform, which we'll also talk about today, instead of spinning your wheels on multiple platforms. I'm going to show you how to nail your unique niche and stand out from the crowd, how to hit sales goals instead of giving out endless free value only to get stuck in the friend zone, how to harness the algorithm and make it work for you, and how to define and capitalize on your competitive edge, all while showing up and creating content that is authentic and you feel confident about. No more being overwhelmed or frustrated or feel like you are just throwing spaghetti at the wall. This is where I pull back the curtain and give you exactly what's working right now. You can register, save your seat 
for free at mariewold.com slash five secrets, the number five, that's M-A-R-I-E-W-O-L-D.com slash five secrets with the number five. I will also link that in the episode description and it's linked in my Instagram bio if you follow me over there, which you definitely should be because I am walking the walk of all of the things we're talking about today and in that workshop. Go ahead and get registered. At the time of me recording this, I just announced this workshop and there's already 150 people registered. So it's going to be a party. It's going to be epic. And I am holding nothing back. Again, it's mariewold.com slash five secrets. And without further ado, let's get into this episode, which is a slightly different take and completely different content, but still all about what you need to do and really not do to succeed on social media and grow your business on social media right this very minute. So to preface this discussion on the five things I would not do if I wanted to grow my business on social media, I'm predominantly going to be talking about what I would not do on Instagram. And there's a very good reason for that, which I'll get into in a second. But just know that the advice that I'm giving is most likely super applicable to all of the other platforms, whether that's YouTube or TikTok or email. I have done it all. And trust me when I say there are more similarities than there are differences. It just is the exact strategies and how you execute or package them might be different and the way native content looks on each platform is different. So keep that in mind, but I will be talking about this stuff through the lens of Instagram because it is the undisputed champion for growing a dedicated, loyal, high converting audience that grows your business, your impact, your income, your mission, and a long-term legacy. Obviously, I'm biased because I've been growing an audience and growing my business side by side on Instagram for legit over a decade, and that is not a an exaggeration. I started the same page I'm posting on still today, October of 2012. So you do the math. It's been a minute. But not only has Instagram been a game changer for me, it's also been the most popular home base and kind of pillar platform for all of my most successful clients and they might use TikTok to like supplement with visibility and all of us have email lists that we're growing or they have YouTubes or podcasts but Instagram is really the hub and Instagram is where most of their growth and conversions are really happening. So not only do I have that kind of anecdotal evidence that Instagram is the place to be and the place to optimize, yes, still in 2023, but there's also so much data and logic to support that too. Not only does Instagram have over 1.2 billion monthly active users, there are over half a billion people on Instagram every day, but also 80% of Instagrammers use the platform for researching new products and services and for making purchase decisions. Literally 87% of Instagram users have taken action after seeing a product or service on Instagram, meaning people are looking to spend money, hire people, buy products based on what they consume on the platform. They are literally primed to convert. You just have to know the right strategies, know what to say, how to say it, and avoid these five things that I would not do if I wanted to grow my business on social media. There is so much more that makes Instagram the most 
profitable platform for your business. Another one, just to give you another example, is that the way that the app is set up literally caters to building deep connections, nurturing relationships, and leading to conversions because the whole platform is based around community relationships and really going the distance, going deep with the people that you follow, whether it's because of stories or DMs or their feed content. Instagram is just really set up to build your community, grow connection, nurture your leads is what essentially all of that amounts to. Unlike, let's say, a platform like TikTok that has really good visibility potential, but you're seeing like a bunch of random people on your for you page and it's much harder to build a quality, deep, trusting, loyal relationship with any one creator unless you're really going out of your way for it. And if you're an online coach or an online service provider, you know that trust and connection and building that long-term relationship is really, really key for getting people to hire you because coaching is a relationship. It requires two people to connect with each other and it requires the client or the buyer to feel really safe and connected and trusting to you. And Instagram is by far the best platform for checking all of those boxes. But that's not really what this episode is about. I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page about why I'm framing so much of this advice specifically around Instagram and why you see me preaching Instagram strategy, what to do, what not to do for you to grow your business in 2023. It's because Instagram is the place to be. Yes, still even if your reach has gone down, even if the algorithm seemingly hates you, it doesn't. Even if it's harder than it used to be, that's just an invitation to lean in, listen to this podcast, come to my workshop, really learn what it takes and dial in your strategy, your consistency, your confidence, the way that you're showing up so that your hard work is rewarded. So let's get into it. What are the five things that I would absolutely not do if I was trying to get more clients on social media? The first one is maybe a little surprising because this is such popular advice, but I would not use give value as a strategy in my content. This is one of the most common pieces of advice, but it is so broad, so generic. It may have worked years ago where it's just like, just give value, give more value, give value. As long as you're giving value, people will buy. But it is just not enough to stand out, build trust, and actually sign clients in this day and age. There are too many people that you're competing with. There is too much noise. People have gotten more savvy and we just need to get way more specific and strategic with what we say and how we say it. There is absolutely room for you to not only survive in the marketplace, but to thrive and grow and really like carve out your own space. But it is not going to happen if your direction is literally just give value. We need to be so much more strategic. And another thing that happens is that a lot of coaches tend to confuse the advice of give value with simply teaching and giving information. And that is not 
it. Your ideal clients will not drool over your offer or your offers because you gave them info that they could have found on Google. If they were looking for information, they would Google it. And information is not the core value of why someone would hire a coach or a service provider. They hire a coach or a service provider for a transformation, for connection, for accountability, for motivation, for trust, for guidance. There are so many things that rank higher than do they have information when someone is deciding either consciously or subconsciously whether or not they should hire you. So please, 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 please understand that you are way nerdier about your industry or your niche than your ideal client. Like you are you are super interested in that topic. You are super interested in learning all the ins and the outs and the tips and the tricks. And that is super interesting and engaging to you. But your ideal client is not you. Your ideal client cares so much more about the outcome, the result, relieving their pain points, achieving their desires. Like that is what they care about. They don't care about the learning or the understanding of, again, the nitty-gritty details. They want the results. They want to feel held. They want to connect with you. They want to feel supported, motivated, accountable, inspired. So many things beyond nerdy. They are not coming to you so that they can nerd out. Your job is to nerd out, consume all the information, distill it, and repackage it into things that your ideal client does want to consume. And do bring them closer to making a purchase decision. I know that the info is super interesting to you, but you are a super nerd on your thing compared to your ideal client. This is your special interest. It is not their special interest. Otherwise, they wouldn't be looking for a coach to hold their hand through that result that they want to achieve. So I need you to step back from the teaching and understand that there are so many other ways to give value, build trust, build authority, get people hooked into what you do. And for context, I teach my clients a five goals framework where teaching is only one of the five goals that you need to consistently be hitting in your content. So if your idea of giving value in your content is like, what information can I tell people today? You are only hitting 20% of what you need to be doing in order to grow, get more engagement, and sign more clients. And I don't want to get too far in the weeds with specific strategies because that's really what my upcoming workshop is for. But some other things I need you to think about and consider for why your content is not performing is, is it actually compelling? Is your writing or delivery, whether it's um, video, spoken video, um, written word, is it actually communicating effectively? Is it intriguing? Is it digestible? Are you asking for people to take the actions that you want them to take? Are you making it easy for people to engage with you? Or are you being kind of bland, kind of dry, kind of boring, kind of blah, and you're just giving them information? Because personally, I'm not excited to follow someone who just is like, listing facts on their entire profile. Ask yourself, would I follow me? Is this interesting? Is this entertaining? Is this engaging? Am I enjoying 
my own content. And I don't mean enjoying in the way that you like binge watch your own Instagram story 47 times just because you're bored during the day. Like, no, no. If you are, if you were not you, if you step into the shoes of your ideal client, are you going to hit follow when you land on your page? Odds are if you're stuck in that teaching cycle, the teaching spiral, (laughs) you are not going to be super excited by what you see. So we need to mix it up. We need to hit the other content goals and we need to deepen our strategies and improve our actual soft and hard skills as a content creator if you want to be getting more clients on social media, which you do. And social media is the absolute best way to market your services, your coaching, your offers, your products. It is the unlimited opportunity for sales and conversions and making money. I believe I have made my point. (laughs) So we're going to move on to the second thing that I would absolutely not do if I was wanting to grow my business on social media, and that is complain about the economy. Yes, yes, I understand that the economy has shifted. I understand that the price of goods has gone up. I understand that there are layoffs in the news. I understand the objective facts. And I also understand that over 70% of Americans are under the belief that we are in a recession. And whether an economist or an expert on this believes that we are or we aren't based on the unemployment rates being super low or whatever else or the housing market being strong or the fact that people are actually continuing to spend more money right now than last year, there is an overall kind of air of like hesitation and fear kind of settling on the collective. But I want to remind you that you set the tone in your corner of the internet. That is your space. You get to set the tone. You get to choose the energy. You get to contribute to the belief system that you want to see happening. So if you're ranting about the price of eggs or being pessimistic about finances or contributing to the narrative that we should be afraid to spend money right now, you can expect your audience to be more hesitant to invest in the life-changing work that you're doing. And let me say that again so it's really sinking in. If you are contributing to the narrative, the belief, the fear that we should not be spending money right now. And if you are sharing from a lack mentality or a scarcity mentality, you can expect your audience to pick up that energy and that headspace and therefore be more hesitant to invest in the work you're doing, aka buy your thing. (laughs) If you are leading from scarcity, if you are leading from fear, they are going to pick up that cue from you and they are going to be afraid to spend money on things that could change their life. And so I'm not saying gaslight people. I'm not saying completely ignore or if someone genuinely can't afford to work with you, I'm not saying to pressure them or anything like that. I think it is obviously objectively true that some people are falling on hard times right now. Some people are experiencing real financial scarcity, and I don't want to downplay that, but there are so many people that are still spending more money than this time last year, and there are still so many people who are willing to 
pay for coaching, pay for goods, pay for services, and pay for luxury ones at that. And there's a lot of data to back this up. I am happy to link a report um, that I actually sent to my clients last week if you want to do more research into this and like get nerdy the way that I have. But the data and the way my clients' businesses are popping off this year are proof that there are absolutely people still buying. But again, if you lead from that place of scarcity or fear, you can expect that to kind of be an uphill battle in your audience. And what you need to do instead is, again, not like ignore or gaslight people (laughs) or deny that the economy has shifted. But what you do need to do is show up as a leader and lead with the energy that you want to see from your people. So for example, I just bought a new house and I am leading by example that despite interest rates being high, despite some people being afraid that their business is not going to grow this year or whatever it might be, despite whatever fears are happening, I am literally putting my money where my mouth is and I that's a very big statement that I feel confident that my business will continue to grow, that people will continue to want to work with me, that we are in a place of limitless opportunity and I'm also continuing to go on trips and buy new clothes and do normal things, go out to eat, do normal things that cost money and you will not see me venting about the price of eggs. In fact, you will see me adding to cart my little cute Olipops and my expensive chocolate and my local milk that I put in my coffee and I'm obsessed with and I'm not going to be commenting on how it's expensive. I'm going to be celebrating that I now live within 10 minutes of like 10 different grocery stores and I'm obsessed with all of the things that I have access to now that I'm a city girl again. Another thing that you can do to help your audience feel safe investing in themselves and continuing to show up for their goals is you should be continuing to publicly invest in your goals. If you are telling people that coaching is so valuable and it will change your life and it will help you reach your goals faster, you better be putting your money where your mouth is. You better be investing in your business, investing in your growth, investing in your personal development, any goals that you have, you better be doing that and you should share that you're doing it. You should make that public knowledge that you are continuing to invest, you're continuing to show up for your goals, you're continuing to bet on yourself and you are kind of illuminating that path and normalizing that people are continuing to do so. And just generally thinking about speaking from a place of abundance If you do come to a point where you're feeling pressure or scarcity or lack, that's totally okay. That's completely normal when you're an entrepreneur, especially when we are being infiltrated with all these different opinions and ideas and people are really complaining about the price of eggs. It is super normal to have those thoughts, but it's your responsibility to regulate your nervous system, shift your thoughts, and show up as a leader for your people and show up from a place of abundance and growth mindset. And if you know the right strategies, you know how to make more money whenever you want anyway, no matter what the news is saying. 
And that's obviously exactly what I'm teaching my clients. And that's exactly why they're able to continue growing their businesses year over year, month over month, and seeing incredible results, including in selling high ticket coaching programs. So that's the second thing I would absolutely not do if I was wanting to grow my business on social media. I would not be complaining about the economy or overall setting a tone that makes people feel hesitant or fearful of investing in their goals. The third thing that I would not do is worry about what other people think. And I see this so often, honestly, at every level, but more so in early stage entrepreneurs where you are afraid to really own your corner, own your niche, own your zone of genius because you're worried about what like Ashley from high school will think or like your coworker, Monica, she's going to see your stuff and is she going to judge you or is she going to think it's awkward or maybe your significant other is like not fully on board yet or maybe your parents are going to think that it's a waste of time. Whatever it might be, it's quite frankly none of your business what their opinion is. If you have a vision, if you have a dream in your heart, if you are feeling called to a bigger impact, a bigger influence, a bigger income, you need to unapologetically claim that and take your space. Because Ashley from high school, she's not your ideal client. She's never going to pay your bills. You need to show up for the people who are. You need to show up for the people who need you, who need to hear your story, and you're the only one who can tell your story, by the way, and the people who need your expertise and lived experience. They are literally waiting for you to show up and say what you need to say. So if you need to block Ashley from high school, Monica from work, your parents, whatever it might be, block them. Literally block them. Hide your story from them. Do what you have to do to where you feel like you can unapologetically take up space and say your truth. I once had one of my VIP private clients um, tell me that she was feeling like she was in a row with her content. She just felt like nothing, none of her ideas were good or compelling. And she's asking me for advice on like, how do I get out of this rut? And I just asked her, well, what's holding you back from saying what you mean? And she said, well, actually, my ex-boyfriend, I'm like worried what he's going to think with my posts because our breakup's still kind of fresh and I feel really vulnerable and he might be kind of an asshole and like be judging me based on what I'm posting. I was like, okay, block him. Like literally just block him. Bye. We don't need him. We already decided he's a loser anyway. Block him. And she blocked him and she goes, wow, okay, huge weight lifted. I actually know exactly what I need to say. And so if you are entertaining or letting people who might be judging you take up space in your like creative channel, if you will, of course, you're going to feel creatively blocked. Of course, you're going to feel insecure. Of course, you're going to feel awkward because you know that there are people with malintent watching you. And I'll be honest with you, there are always going to be haters. There are always going to be trolls. And in fact, those people are a sign that you've like made it, <laughs> that you're reaching new people and you're reaching enough people to receive criticism. Those people are going to exist, but do not let that stop you from showing up. And if you hold yourself back 
out of a fear of judgment and a fear of what other people might think of you or that you might come across a little awkward because you're still practicing, you've just made it about you. That is like such an ego response. You have just made your work about you instead of making it about the people who need you. Because if you were really prioritizing the people that need you, you would push through the fear and do it anyway. You wouldn't care if Monica didn't like what you talked about on your story or thought you were weird for recording yourself at the gym or whatever it is. If you're really putting your impact and service first, you're going to push through the fear, push through the awkwardness, push through the resistance to show up because again, people need you. So you need to show up for the people who need you, show up for the story that needs to be told and show up for the dream business and life that you're desiring. Hiding and keeping yourself small so that other people stay comfortable is never going to contribute to your vision. So that takes us to the fourth thing that I would absolutely not do if I was trying to grow my business on social media, and that is focusing on likes or vanity metrics in general over conversions. I know it's so, so easy to get caught up in vanity metrics and how a specific how one particular piece of content performs quote unquote based on likes comments saves shares how many views your reels get I know that that's like the most obvious measurable feedback that we get on our content and sometimes it does make sense to prioritize engagement sometimes we do need to play the algorithm game and I will teach you how to do that and how to kind of balance both in my workshop But um, a lot of the time, if you're actually trying to get clients and grow a business using social media, not just grow an audience, but use your audience to grow a business, we need to ultimately be concerned about conversions. How many people are applying to work with you? How many people are, are registering for your webinar? How many people are opting into your freebie? How many people are using your affiliate links? Whatever it might be, that's what's really moving the needle for the business, not the likes, comments, shares. And again, yeah, sometimes we play the algorithm game because it has to be a balance, but chasing vanity metrics and being afraid of looking like your content flopped (laughs) is going to cost you clients, money, and impact like you could not believe. Some of my worst performing posts based on vanity metrics have generated the most income for me. I literally made a post last week that was like how to know if I'm your soulmate mentor and I knew that this post would not go viral I knew that this post would not get a ton of comments or even likes I knew that it would not perform well based on vanity metrics but I knew that that type of content was really important for getting people off the fence getting my ideal clients closer to making a purchase decision and what do you know I literally got a DM that day from somebody who I've been having conversations with who is going to be honestly an amazing client and she's going to get such good results, but she needed to see that. And when she did, she messaged me and said, hey, Marie, I'm ready to book a call. And yes, this is because I saw your post. Like this is an ideal, ideal client who I'd be so excited to work with. She would be signing a multiple five-figure coaching contract with me and imagine 
imagine if I hadn't put that post up because I was like, "Mm, I know it's not going to get that many likes. Imagine the opportunity cost of being so worried about vanity metrics is massive. And I need you to recognize that it's not all about vanity metrics. It's not. And especially if you're using social media to make money, that's what really counts at the end of the day is how is your content converting. And that's also why I have a lot of clients with honestly very small followings that don't even grow super fast, very small followings who are making $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month, $20,000 a month with less than 10K, 5K, even sometimes a thousand followers. I've had clients with six-figure businesses and less than a thousand followers because they know how to make high converting content, not chasing vanity metrics. So I need you to kind of drop the ego similar to the last point about worrying what other people think. I need you to not lead with your ego and care so deeply about how it looks like your stuff is performing and care more about how your content is supporting the growth of your business and contributing to you paying the bills and stacking cash and serving clients. Because personally, I can't pay my mortgage with Instagram likes. They don't accept that as a form of currency. And the last thing that I would absolutely not do if I was trying to get more clients on social media, don't hate me for making this number five, but I would not skip the free live workshop on April 19th. (laughs) I would not skip my five secrets to securing consistent clients and showing up with confidence on social media workshop. There is so much more I want to tell you about what is working because today we talked a lot about what's not working and what mistakes you're probably making. I want to tell you what is working on social media and I'm giving it all away during this free workshop on April 19th. Yes, there will be a limited time replay, so still register if you can't make it live, but If you can fit it into your schedule, it is going to be so worth it to carve out that time to show up live, get in the energy, get in the room. There are going to be hundreds of people registered. And quite frankly, even though it's free, you just can't afford to miss it because there are unlimited opportunities for you to be making money, signing clients, building your impact on social media if you have the right strategies. So I'm pulling back the curtain and giving you all of my secrets. Do not make the mistake of skipping this. Do not make the mistake of assuming that this is going to be boring or fluff or stuff that you can just find on Google because it's not and I only deliver game-changing workshops. Do not make the mistake of not learning from people who have been where you want to go and who are doing the thing that you want to do. Personally, I'm running a seven-figure coaching business with Instagram as my primary marketing platform. So if you want to make more money on Instagram, you need to get registered. Don't hate me for making that rule number five. I just know that this could change everything for you. And so I want you to save your seat at mariewold.com slash five secrets. That's using the number five 
m-a-r-i-e-w-o-l-d.com slash five secrets with the number five. I'll also link it in the episode description. Let's do a quick recap of these five mistakes to make sure that you're not missing anything. So number one, don't make the mistake of giving value as your core content strategy. We need a much more robust, nuanced, sophisticated, savvy, if you will, strategy that not only gets you saying the right things, but saying them in the right way to grow your business, get seen, and sign more clients. Another thing I would absolutely not do is complain about the economy or contribute to overall a fear or lack mentality. Instead, I would be leading from upfront, continuing to publicly invest in my goals, be positive, be optimistic, be confident in my future because I am. And also, if you know the right strategies, you know how to make more money whenever you want anyway, or at least my clients do. And so we get to choose the path that we're on and we get to set the tone in our corner of the internet. So I'm going to set a confident, growth-minded, and ambitious tone in my space because that's what's true for me. Another thing I would not do is worry about what other people think. Anyone who is going to hate or judge or troll or be negative about what I'm doing is not my ideal client and therefore is never going to pay the bills. So I'm not showing up for them. I'm showing up for the people who need me, need my story, need my expertise, and that is in the highest service. I would also not be focusing on likes or other vanity metrics over conversions because some of my worst performing posts have generated the most income and results in my business. We need to focus on the things that really matter and have a balance when it comes to growth and vanity metrics content versus sales conversion driving content. And last but not least, I would absolutely not skip the free workshop on April 19th called Five Secrets to Securing Consistent Clients and Showing Up with Confidence on social media. I am so excited for what I have planned. It is going to be juicy, super actionable, and five stars as always. So make sure you register and bring a notebook because you will have so many breakthroughs, light bulb moments, and actionable takeaways to implement ASAP as soon as we finish. I can't wait to see you there. And I am so, so grateful for you showing up and tuning in to Make Bank this week. I'll see you again next week for the next episode. And until then, keep putting in the work to get happier, healthier, and wealthier one day at a time.